Greetings, peace, and light family, and welcome back to my Dope Evolution podcast. I trust everyone is well and has been staying safe and doing the best you can in the current space that you are in. I know that we have times where some days are harder to deal with than others, but as long as you keep pushing forward, taking it one step at a time, find solace in knowing that everything works out the way that it should. I don't know what it is, but I felt the need to remind somebody of that. There is somebody out there listening who needed to hear that. Now, before I get into the next story, I do have to say there are some exciting things coming down the pipes, y'all. I can't say much. Y'all are just going to have to stay tuned to see what is next to come. I'm sorry. I just had to drop the little teaser. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in. Let's get into the next story. I wanted to reach out to you to tell you a story that is not my own, but the story of my mother. I feel that her story needs to be heard. You see, a lot of people forget that our parents and our grandparents suffer through their own traumas. And as a result, the deep cuts from their wounds tend to bleed over their children's and our children's children's and so on. My mother's story is a quite lengthy one. She has experienced great pain in her lifetime. I won't be able to share it in its entirety, but I wanted to share a particular experience that left me quite unsettled. What I'm about to share with you will sound like some outlandish shit, but it's a hundred percent real. My mother, the second eldest of seven children, experienced the tragic loss of her father at the age of seven. After the loss of her husband, my grandmother, her mother, found it extremely hard to take care of all seven kids on her own. By the time my mom was 10 years of age, my grandmother sent my mom to live with her sister. Her sister was well off and didn't have any children of her own. So my grandmother felt that she had the means to take good care of my mom. Little did grandma know when she sent my mom to stay with her sister for a so-called better life, she sent her to a different kind of hell. My mother became her little personal Cinderella. She would wake my mom up very early in the morning before the sunrise and have my mom clean the house. She would have her wash clothes with her bare hands. She would make her press her husband's clothes so he could go about his day. They lived on a farm, so she would send my mom to go till the land, to go take care of the animals, fetch eggs so my mom could turn on and make breakfast for her and her husband. 
All of these things had to be done before my mom had to go to school, mind you. But by the time she was done, she was so tired. My mom said she would find a bench on her way to school and just lay there because she's so exhausted and just sleep. Day after day, years after years, it was the same routine for my mother. She said she never told her mom what was going on. No matter how bad it got, she didn't want the trouble. Things would get worse for my mom. Her aunt's husband would do all kinds of sexual things to her. Things that I'd rather not share out of respect for my mother. The shit was sickening and it was heartbreaking to hear her tell it. This treatment, being their personal maid and the ongoing rape, went on until she was the age of 16 when she met my father. He was a townsman and my mother was a country girl. She was 16 years old and he was 20, but she was so smitten by him. He came to the country to visit some relatives that lived in the area, and that's how their paths crossed. He would come to the country all the time to see her, and she would sneak away to meet him. She didn't know much about him, but all she knew is that she felt good with him. My mom came to the point where she couldn't take the abuse anymore from her aunt and her husband. She broke down to my father. She told him everything that was going on. My father then went and took her from that house and brought my mom to live with him. He was like her knight in shining armor, right? My mother knew nothing about my father. They were only seeing each other at that point for about a few months. She didn't know nothing about where he lived, nothing about his lifestyle, nothing about his family. She had no idea of what she may have been getting herself into. All she knew is that she had to get away from her current circumstances. In her mind, where she was going must be far better from where she was coming from. My father brought my mother to live in town, which most people would consider the ghetto part of the country. She said people lived in zinc homes, there was mud roads. She even said she wasn't able to sleep at night because there would be gunshots right outside of her window. She feared for her life, but what can she do at this point? She couldn't go back, she wouldn't go back. My father was the eldest of all of his siblings. He was the provider where he lived. He was taking care of the house, his sisters, and so on. So when my mom moved in, his sisters weren't too happy about that. The way that she put it, they felt that what was supposed to be theirs was given to her. It was bad enough that they didn't like her because of her skin complexion. You see, where we come from, people will dislike you because you are lighter than others and vice versa. My mother always had a fair complexion, so that was strike one for her. And then she got pregnant, which made matters far worse. They treated her so bad. 
the things that they did to her are unmentionable. But she felt stuck. She had nowhere else to go. My mom was so ashamed that she didn't tell anyone what she was going through, not even her own mother. So now is where shit starts to get really eerie. Time has passed and my mom is now pregnant with her fourth child. During this pregnancy, my mom was severely sick. Doctors could not figure out what was happening to her. Nothing worked. No medication, no bush medicine. Nothing was helping her. She was slowly dying with the baby inside of her. She was so sick that she was basically bedridden. She described the moment where she slipped into unconsciousness and she saw her father. My mother and her father were close and she has not seen him in a dream or vision or anything like that since his passing when she was seven years old. Before I get any further, my mom had this black slip that she would always wear. She always wore it under her dresses, under her skirts. Sometimes she would just wear it alone when she was in the house. It was her favorite slip because it was given to her from her mother. She wore it everywhere. I even remember the black slip. Just before she fell ill, she couldn't find her slip. She looked everywhere and could not find it. Anyways, back to where I left off. She described in the moment of unconsciousness that she saw her father. And the look on his face was so unsettling that it scared her. He didn't say anything. He just looked dead in her eyes and pointed outside the window to the yard. She couldn't understand what he was trying to tell her. He took her and guided her to the yard and motioned to my mom to dig a hole in the dirt. When she dug the hole, there was her favorite black slip. It was buried deep in the dirt. She said the moment of digging up that slip, it's like she was snatched back to consciousness. When she opened her eyes and kind of looked around her, she saw laying beside her that black slip covered in dirt. You see, where we come from, there's this thing called obia. Some call it voodoo. My father's sister buried my mother's slip with the intention of making childbirth so severe that both my mother and her child would perish. Woo child. Listen, I felt like I was sitting around the campfire listening to one of those scary eerie stories you know what i'm talking about especially coming down to that last bit yo spirit is real witchcraft is real and it is practiced heavily in the african culture it is practiced throughout the caribbean now here's the thing it wasn't meant to be used for bad witchcraft was used for healing 
for manifesting good. Man, don't get me started. I could give you a full history on it, but know that it is real. Unfortunately, in our culture, it's not used the way it should be used. I wish I knew your mother. I wish I could sit with her and just listen because I know she has a lot to talk about. And I would just listen and soak it up and learn. She sounds like a woman that may be filled, filled with knowledge and wisdom. That's what I would love to hear. That's what I would love to be around. You did mention after she dug up that slip, she gradually got better and she's still alive and very well to this day. I cannot begin to tell you how much of these stories I've heard growing up in a Caribbean household. The stories of Obia, the stories of colorism. I, <laughs> I'm floored at some of the shit I've heard. And unfortunately, it still happens to this very day. Sister girl, I want to thank you for sharing your mom's story with us. We appreciate you. We send you and your mother love, peace, and light. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in this evening. I thank you for all of your love and all of your support. I truly appreciate it. And if you have a story that you would like me to share, please feel free to connect with me. You could send me your story at It's a New Day at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-A-N-U-D-A-A-I at gmail.com. You could also connect with me on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at It's a New Day to stay up to date with what I'm doing and what's new within the community. If you would like more information about the community or even interested in joining the community, I will be sure to leave the link in the description attached to this podcast. Until next time, I pray that everyone has a blessed filled week. Keep safe, stay blessed, and one love. I am Khalees. Until we connect again, good night. Thank you.